Welcome to Know Your Balls podcast, a podcast where you got to know your balls. And today I'm the Carl and filling in for my good friend Robbie Williams today is our guy AJ Alona. AJ, uh, good to talk to you, man. How you doing? Doing good, Avi. How about yourself today, man? I am loving this kind of time of year right now. Every night there's an NBA playoff game uh, with stakes, you know, that matter. You know, it's it's not just like a regular game. Uh, although some of these games are blowouts, I'm just really like happy. It's like my favorite show is on every night <laughs> for like weeks on end. So I'm I'm doing great, and uh, I hope I hope you're you know you're here to 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 really know your balls and really talk some NBA playoff basketball. Of course, I think the only times I've ever jumped on have been Colts related topics. It's not like a show that I, I think I know a little bit more outside of that. We'll see. We'll see if I can keep up. Yeah, sh- show your range. Yeah, got <laughs> got to know your balls. Um, so yeah, today NBA playoff heavy episode because that's that's what's really going on. Um, not as many new developments in, in uh, the NFL uh, or Major League Baseball, for that matter. Uh, and tis the season. So we'll talk about each series. But before we do that, we, we obviously got to mention, uh, you know, fans are back in the arenas now. And it's there's like a lot going on with it. It's kind of like a dichotomy of like, yay, there's fans. There's like a happy, exciting, energetic atmosphere and then there's this other side of it. We've had a, a number of interactions between players and fans or players' families and fans. Uh, the most recent being uh, Kyrie Irving and the Brooklyn Nets. They were in Boston taking on the Celtics. And as the Nets were leaving the court after their Game 4 win, a fan, uh, apparently like a 21-year-old kid or whatever, threw a water bottle, almost hit Kyrie. He's, he was arrested. I believe he's being charged with a felony. If I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. um, this is hardly the first incident from this playoffs. Russell Westbrook had pump uh, had popcorn dumped on him in Philadelphia as he was leaving the court uh, at Madison Square Garden. A Knicks fan spit on Trey Young in Utah. There were fans that were uh, going at John Morant on the Grizzlies. His family um, saying a lot of racist and apparently homophobic things. Uh, so there there have been really um, there have been really bad incidents that have obviously caught the attention. Obviously this is a very, very small slice of the cake. That is the NBA fandom. But uh, I mean, especially specifically for each of these fan bases, it's, it's a really, really bad, bad look. Um, It's something that is like, it's, it's, it's now become the focus of something that would have been a lot more clear cut, like good, like the NBA playoffs are back. Fans are back. We have like a high stakes atmosphere again, but instead here we are, AJ, we're talking about fans and, and them kind of being a, a bunch of hooligans <laughs> for yeah, lack of a better word. It's such a bad look because like, we're just barely getting back into like the full semi full arenas and stuff like that. And then you already have these incidences happening like so frequent. Um, no, it's, it's like, it's ridiculous, man. It sucks to see. Uh, I, I always hate the idea that people, when people look at these athletes, just in general, as like, you're, you know, I paid for my ticket, I'm watching on TV, like you need to do, you're, you're, I'm paying your salary, like, you know, that whole kind of mindset. And I think it was Kevin Durant even kind of put it after last night's game that, you know, we're not animals, we're not in a circus, like we're, you know what I mean? Like, 
the, yeah. the I don't know how some fans justify it. I don't know if they're just drunk and they're just idiots. I mean, this guy was a Celtics fan through something to Kyrie, so there's obviously something there. But yeah, I don't I don't get it. What do you? I mean, do you think there's anything to like why it's happening so frequent now that people are finally back in the stadiums? Like, what's? I, I mean, there there has to like yeah. I think I think part of it is the fact that everyone's been locked up for like a year, right? Everyone's been in quarantine. Everyone's had a socially distance. Um, I, I definitely think that plays a role in it. I also think there's a lot of uh, underlying racial tones. Like there aren't many times in the United States culture where we have like a majority black um, performer performing for like a majority white audience. It's like NBA basketball and like music festivals, right? Like that's it. <laughs> or like certain certain concerts of certain performers but i i definitely think that like, like it's it's not one thing it's it's like a it's a multitude of things um and again obviously like you were just you just mentioned it like i wonder how they rationalize it well like you know if you're doing something wrong it's always going to be flawed thinking it's always going to be like something that's like that shouldn't be um i'm i'm, I'm glad that there are there have been swift repercussions I'm not so happy with like how much airtime some of these fans are getting. Like I, I know what the fan who threw the water bottle Kyrie looks like. I think he was wearing a Kevin Garnett Celtics jersey. Like young kid, he, his face was all over TNT last night. So like it, exactly. I, I don't like that part of it. I think that needs to change a little bit. But uh, also, fans should just stop <laughs> stop being dicks. Like they should just stop. Throwing stuff and spitting on people. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree with you. I didn't even think of that. I know what the guy looks like too. Like I've seen it. You know, I'm sure. I don't yeah. Know. Like when when people that do shouldn't stuff be like this. Exactly. When people do stuff like this, they want that. They think it's cool. All right. They're like, oh, I'm on, I'm being talked about on ESPN or whatever it is. And then you have other people who are kind of stupid, who they see that happening, and then in their minds, you know, they can, they're like, oh. I could do that. I could throw a water bottle to somebody and get, you know what I mean? Like it's, I agree with you. And that, that's, that's a problem in a lot of different, you know, circuits in our country, but that especially, uh, is, yeah, that, that's gotta change for sure. You, so you, you kind of mentioned too, that you like the, you've appreciated the, uh, the responses. So the guy that threw the water bottle got charged with a felony, like you said, for uh, aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. Uh, how do you feel about that? Because I find yeah, that I, interesting. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't consider a water bottle to be a deadly weapon, right? Like, yeah. it, you know, if Kyrie had been hit with the water bottle, I think, you know, obviously he would have been fine. I don't think that would have caused like a major injury. Um, that being said, uh, like. If, if there isn't like a really swift repercussion, if there isn't like a really swift and like harsh punishment, then like, w like, what are we doing here? You know? So I, while the language of the charge, I might not agree with, I think like the severity of it, I'm okay with it. Like if, if that makes sense, you know, like yeah. I don't necessarily like follow in terms of like the actual wording they used in like the criminal charge, but um, I like the fact that they banned him for life or that he's subject to a ban for life. And same with the fan in Philadelphia. Um, I think it was the same thing with the fan in New York who spit on Trey Young. I don't know exactly what happened with the fans in Utah and John Morant's family. But I think same thing. 
I like the severity of it. I think that like you, if it's like there's no point in in even considering uh, a punishment if you're not gonna like do what needs to be done. That's how I view it. I don't know if you agree. No, I, I agree. You know, yeah, like you said, the wording is a little interesting because I don't think in many cases, in most cases, a water bottle is definitely not going to be considered, you know, a deadly weapon. But I mean, you set you set you set this tone. You know what I mean? You put this out there, and it kind of shows that maybe they're not joking. And then and then it does put it in their heads that, you know, if I do something stupid like that, yeah, there's actual repercussions to it because these bans or these uh, indefinite bans or whatever they put on these fans, like yeah, that's a that's a big deal to to a lot of people. But to some people who maybe you don't go to a game very often, maybe you that's like the one one and done. Make it count. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I just find it funny how these how people keep doing this, and they. I, do, they do you think that they just genuinely don't think they're they're gonna get caught, or do you think that they're not? I gonna, mean, I, what do you think? Because there's so many cameras. I have no, like, I, I, I have no idea. I just know that like, this guy would never do that on the street. Like, no, right? Like, th- no. like these fans who are like pouring popcorn on Russell Westbrook and all this other stuff that they're doing, like, they would never do that in public and like in this like this is the only setting where they feel like they can they can get away with it like that's that's why they're doing it like if someone throws a water bottle at Kyrie Irving in a crowd of Brooklyn Nets like on the street of Boston like there's gonna be some there's gonna be some physical repercussions there you know like they're not just gonna like the fan would never do that is what I'm saying uh at least I hope they wouldn't but um, like, why they they're not they're not pouring popcorn on six three NBA players, right? Like in public, like exactly. they're doing that because they feel like they're protected. Exactly, and it's look. I mean, look, you know, look where it's happening. You're not gonna have somebody do that in Brooklyn, obviously, because I'm sure you'd get your ass kicked. Like it happened in yeah. Boston, right? The the whole Westbrook thing happened in Philadelphia. The Atlanta thing or the Trey Young thing happened in New York. You're not gonna, of course, you're in your home court. You feel like you got your people around me. They probably are like, you know, I'll throw this water ball at this guy. Someone else is gonna do it. You know, they probably think that everyone around them has their backs. In all honesty, and especially because it was against Kyrie, and Kyrie just came off of a great game. You know what I mean? I'm sure he was pissed. Yeah. At, he was pissed at him. I don't know. I, I think it's yeah. Stupid. Ky- Kyrie was cooking. I'll tell you that they yeah. they 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 should have stopped booing. Like it wasn't working. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, it's that was a trip. yeah. So I mean, look, I, I, I we had to address that, but I want to move on because obviously that's that's a very small amount of fans. Like the heavy majority of fans were great. They you know they were they brought the energy, they brought the atmosphere. Um, so I mean it's I I I think it's worth bringing up, but. Uh, like I'm, I'm ready to talk some hoops. I'm, I'm ready to talk about like actual games. Let's do it. Um, so, I, I went back. I looked at uh, the predictions that Robbie and I made last episode. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting to like bring those up as we discuss our thoughts on the series so far. Um, I'll start with the East and we'll move to the West. Um, I'll, I'll start with the one-eight matchup: Philadelphia, Washington. Philadelphia leads this series three nothing. Um, they have uh, game four is tonight uh, on on this Monday night that we're that we're talking. Uh, I think you and I both expect Philadelphia to to win this series. I mean it's three zero. It's a one eight matchup. Robbie and I each picked the Sixers to win in six. Um, we you know we 
we, we thought Washington would give a little bit more of a fight. Obviously, that, that hasn't really turned out to be the case. Um, I think the way that the Wizards have guarded Joel Embiid has been just like, I don't know. I feel like they have so many more bigs they can throw at him. I feel like like they need to have some of their guys foul out. Like they really, I, Not to like say they should like assault him or anything, but like make him feel you, and I don't think they really have done that. I, I mean, they're intimidated. That I, it's easy to say now, but I, this is exactly how I expected this series to go. Um, I, I really didn't think it was gonna be close. Like Washington had a tough time even making it in. Like they had to do a lot to get in, and they got, they got stuck against Philadelphia. They just don't have enough, man. It's either, you know, if Russell Westbrook's even, even when Bradley Beal's on, if Russell Westbrook is off, that team is off completely, and he's been off a good majority of this, of this playoff series. Um. I just I I yeah the, I could see the series closing tonight to be honest with you. Four yep, no, uh, no. I guess Robbie and I had a little bit more faith in the Wizards than uh, than we should have. That first game was close. It was a it was a seven point game, and then it was a twenty five point game and like a twenty nine point game or something like that. So I mean, it it really got away from Washington fast. Well, like I said, I mean, even when Bradley Bill's on, because he's been on a good majority of this playoff series in general. Like he's he's putting up, you know, thirty plus all except for the last, the you know, game three of the series. But he's he's averaging thirty per game, yeah, yeah, in the playoffs. So to me, it just it goes down to Russell Westbrook, like it really does, because you know who do you have outside of that? Like you really don't have much on that team other than those two that are consistently like keeping up with Philadelphia. You know, because Philly has Joel Embiid, but they could they could hit from other places, and they've showed that. I mean, the, you know, their starting five all had, you know, double digit points last night, and that's been consistent. So, I don't know. I I, yeah, I think it's going to be over quickly. I agree, uh, Phil. It, it's like a formality at this point. I I, uh, I I would put my money on a Sixers sweep. At this point, it's about pride for Washington. All right. Uh, this 4-5 matchup, really interesting. The Knicks and the Hawks. Uh, Robbie and I both picked the Knicks to win in seven. That's looking tough right now. Atlanta leads the series three games to one. The first two games at MSG were just electric, not just because of the crowd, but also they were close games throughout. Um, Atlanta won by two in game one. The Knicks won by nine. And then both games in Atlanta – the Hawks handled business. They won by double digits both games. Trey Young has has been absolutely sensational. On the other end, Julius Randle has been as while well, he's putting up decent numbers, he's been pretty inefficient. He's he's missed a lot of shots that I think he should make. Um, I think Atlanta has more talented players. Uh, the Knicks, I think, like like what they did well in the regular season is they played really hard. And I think they overachieved a little bit in the regular season. They play really hard. I think Coach Tom Thibodeau definitely deserves to be a finalist for Coach of the Year. Um, I think it should go to Monty Williams to win it. But that just shows you uh, he's gotten the most out of what he has on this roster, the Knicks. I think Atlanta has more talented players. And I feel like in the playoffs, when you know the level of effort, at least in theory, is a lot closer, the more talented players are going to win. And so... I picked the Knicks in seven, and as the series started to unfold, I was like, "Ooh, I don't know about this." So, uh, I, I, you know, I'm not going to completely discount the Knicks. 
in this series, the way that I'm going to discount the Wizards and theirs, uh, I could definitely see the Knicks winning. I, I expect the Knicks to win game five. I don't expect the Knicks to get sent home and eliminated on their home court. Game six in Atlanta, if it happens, of course, it's going to be really tough. I think um, if I had to put my money on how this, the rest of the series would unfold, I'd say the Hawks would win in six. But I can see a scenario in which the Knicks come back and at least force a game seven. But again, the way the series has gone so far, the more talented players have, have played better. Nate McMillan, the head coach for the Hawks, I've liked his adjustments on the fly so far. Uh, and so I think the Hawks have positioned themselves well to, to, to make some noise and win a playoff series. Yeah, I'm, I was, you know, I was right there with you guys. My prediction was Nixon seven. I thought the series was going to be back and forth, back and forth, back and forth every game. And it started that way, but then it just, yeah, it took a turn. So now I don't know. I mean, can we talk about Derek Rose a little bit? Uh, it's been super oh, yeah. since he got thrusted back into the starting lineup. Like he's, like you said, Julius Randle, RJ Barrett, they're putting up some points, but they're not, they're not playing super efficient. Like they're not doing what they need to be doing to win. But Derek Rose playing like his prime kind of, like he's, he's impressed me. Yeah. And I've always loved Derek yeah. Rose. I hated, I, I've kind of really hated that he's been not passed around, but he's bounced around from team to team. Like even since Minnesota, so, you know, he's bounced around from, a couple yep. teams. He was on the Cavs. I remember that. He was on the Cavs for a hot sec. He played that was weird. Yeah, uh, in uh, the 17-18 season. He was teammates with LeBron for a second. Oh, <laughs> it was really weird. Well, I mean, yeah, like I said, yeah, Cavs, then he went to Minnesota, then Detroit, then he got traded to New York. Um, which, you know, I, he's a good – he's been he's been relevant and been able to chip in a little bit anywhere he's been, but he's been playing great. I think – Gosh, when is game five on Wednesday or Tuesday? Uh, game five of the series is on June second, so, so that's Wednesday. Yeah, I could see this. I don't know. I I think I agree with you. I could see the Knicks taking game five, but probably gets closed out. Game I think it'll be I think it'll be tough for them to win Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you could definitely see the the mood has shifted for sure. Yeah, that's uh, the Green Hawks just need to take care of business. Spike yeah, on their own court. Not happy again. He's poor, poor Spike Lee. Yeah, I mean, when Atlanta won Game One, they took home court advantage. Now they they don't need to win another game in New York to win this series. They can just close it out at home. So, I think Atlanta is going to make life really tough. Um, and but if they let the Knicks hang around, well, we we will <laughs> we'll see how that goes. But uh, Hawks lead three one. Uh, Milwaukee Bucks and Miami Heat. This series is over. Uh, Miami with a clean sweep. Uh, or sorry, not Miami. Milwaukee. Sorry, my mistake. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks with a clean sweep. Quite a statement for a team that lost to Miami in the second round of last year's playoffs. Miami, of course, went on to the NBA Finals, losing to the Lakers in six. Uh, I mean, this was like... I thought we were going to get an incredible series. Uh, Milwaukee wins in overtime by two in game one. And then they completely blow the door open on the rest of the series. Like it was not even close. Uh, game four in Miami, the Heat were up in the first half. And then Milwaukee just took over and ended up winning by 17. Um, I picked the Bucks to win this series, but I picked them to win in seven. Uh <laughs> and I think that first game was like an indication that we were going to get a long series. 
Did not happen. Uh, Robbie actually picked the Miami Heat to win in seven games. So uh, first oh, L, official L, handed out right there. Uh, Robbie picking Miami to win seven, and then they get swept. So that's never good. There's no possible way he could have been more wrong on that one. Yeah, like that. That is. Yeah. I wouldn't have. <laughs> Sorry, Robbie. Have picked him at seven, but I definitely could have seen Miami taking this series. To be honest with you. I mean, as a team, like you just said, they're coming off the NBA Finals. They had a rough stretch to start the series for sure. Um, I mean, after the first game, especially, like Chris Middleton hit the game winner. It was a, it was yep. a phenomenal game. They barely won by two. I was like, okay, it's going to be a fantastic series. And then, like you said, floors down, doors blown open, not even close a single game after that. So, I don't know. What do you, I, I mean, mean, it's interesting to look Miami. at like Miami going forward. Yeah, my, 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 Miami, talk, like a lot of people think they just overachieved that the bubble really helped them. Like they won the Eastern Conference last year. They were in the finals. And yet coming into the season, was anybody like Miami's a title threat? Like nobody was saying that. You know, nobody was like, Miami's a real contender this year. And this is the team that was in the finals last year, right? So it's like there's, they, have a, they, have a, they have a lot of soul searching to do. This offseason, they trade for Victor Oladipo. What's going on with that? Um, you know, Jimmy Butler, Goran Dragic, Bam Adebayo. They have some good players still. But uh, there's a lot of question marks facing this franchise. They do have some good young talent. And Kendrick Nunn, Duncan Robinson. Tyler Hero is a guy that whose stock went way up in the finals. And this year, he did not have the air that people were expecting from him. There are a lot of questions for the Heat. I mean, they're they're the first team eliminated from the playoffs. That's never a good thing. You never want to be that team. Um, and then meanwhile, the other end, Milwaukee, it was kind of like a formality. Uh, like it became a like waiting for a formality at some point. Um, people, I think, are waking up to the Bucks now because everyone's talking about Brooklyn, obviously, and Philadelphia is the top seed. Miami or uh, Milwaukee, rather. Why do I keep doing that? I keep saying Miami when I'm talking about Milwaukee. Close enough. Milwaukee, Milwaukee, they, uh, they're, they're, they're trying to show that they're a real legit title threat. They shouldn't be discounted. They took care of business, and now they're in the second round. So I'm, I'm very interested to see how, how they progress. Yeah, I think the fact that they were able to win and and Giannis did not have to do, he didn't have to put up crazy crazy stat lines like in any game. I mean, he put up 30 and. Yeah. Game two, I think it was. But other than that, Giannis was Giannis was very inefficient throughout a lot of the series. But that's what and I'm they saying. still dominated. Yeah, exactly. Like he put up 17 in game three, 20 in game four, and like it, you know, they showed that other people around them could even be could could step up. Like Bryn Forbes, like I'm a huge Spurs fan. I Bryn don't like Forbes. I don't like oh, Bryn yeah. Forbes very much. But he, I mean, he stepped up in this playoff series. Why don't like, you like Bryn Forbes if you're a Spurs was, fan? Then he was not good for us. He was so inefficient. They they messed with the lineups last year. They were refusing to put Deontay Murray and Derek White on the court together for Bryn Forbes, and uh, his defense uh, was he was very inefficient shooting. Well, now he's balling. I know. Now he's balling. Now he's balling. The Spurs are watching from home, right? Yeah. But no, you know what? I have respect for him. I just was not sad that we lost him. I'll say that. But I mean, the fact that they can have that the Bucks can have all these other players like actually step up. Yeah. Yeah. It's, they're they're gonna be that'd be interesting going forward. It'll be a tough out. Uh, they will be playing the winner of the Brooklyn Nets and the Boston Celtics. Brooklyn leads this series three games to one. Obviously, the conversation 
that we had about the fan throwing a water bottle at Kyrie. That's kind of been the focus as of late, but uh, not to take away from anything, the Brooklyn Nets are about to end the Boston Celtics season if they're not careful. Excuse me, game five of the series is Brook is in Brooklyn uh, tomorrow on Tuesday. Uh, Brooklyn, uh, sorry, Brooklyn uh, took care of, uh, of the Celtics in game one. Uh, Boston hung around, though, in game one. They beat them easily in game two. Jason Tatum dropping 50 uh, was the only thing that prevented them from losing game three. Like Jason Tatum dropped 50 and they only won by six. Uh, So it's like, he has to, he has to be unbelievably great in order for them to win. They Brooklyn scored 141 points. Like it was nothing. uh, And, and one game four in Boston, they're leading the series three games to one. I picked the nets to win in five. So, I'm right on track with my prediction. I said Boston would get one at home. They did. And so I, I'm feeling really good about my prediction. Robbie, Robbie picked the Celtics to win in seven games. And I'm just like applauding him for just going out there and publicly making that declaration. <laughs> Kudos to him. But that was ridiculous. Was there that much was- backlash when the pick was when he made that prediction? I said Last week, I was like, if the Celtics do pull this upset off, I'm going to be playing this clip like for all time because that would be like a historic upset. Like Jalen Brown's not playing, and the Brooklyn Nets have three of the best players ever. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think that's an exaggeration to no. say. So I mean, I, I hey, I like my prediction. I'm I'm right on track. I, I'm right on track. Right there, Nets in five. Yeah, I you know I've said it all along. Like Boston was lucky to even they would have been better off losing to Washington in that first playing game. Um, or did I say Washington? Yeah, I, yeah. They, they got the. Sh- I mean, I don't I don't really know. They they probably would have had a same outing against Philadelphia. Boston after they lost Jalen Brown, they were they were pretty much screwed, right? Like you said, Jason yeah. Tatum. Like they they need him to play phenomenal to even have a chance to be in games. And, like, don't get me wrong, Jason Tatum can be phenomenal in almost every single game. But, like you said, he put up 50, and they still barely won. Even last night when they got blown out, he put up 40 points. Outside of Jason Tatum right now, they don't have much. Like, Kemba Walker sat. Yeah. They really don't have much outside of him. Like, they can get contributions from a good amount of other players, but no one's, like, a superstar who's going to step up. Not when you have, like, you're playing against three of the best players like you said, that probably have ever played. Yeah, that big three for yeah. Brooklyn has been ridiculous. And if they have, like, when they get other people like Joe Harris to chip in, or even Blake Griffin, I mean, he's not playing. Bruce Brown. <laughs> Bruce yeah, Brown, a bunch exactly. of random. Yeah, I, look, I, the Celtics season is over in all but name. You know, like, it's, it's just not official yet. Yeah, I expect the Nets to close them out at home. I think a lot of Celtics fans are – are like ready for the season to end. They've been hit hard by COVID. They've uh, they, they've had a lot of sh- struggles this year with injuries as well. This was never like this never seemed to be like their year to really make a go at it. And uh, I think everyone's really interested to see the Bucks Nets series in the next round. So you know, as soon as that becomes official, that's that's why everyone's focus will turn to, I believe. So I'm excited, um, and I and I do think the Nets will will close it out. So that's the Eastern Conference. The Western Conference, uh, the Utah Jazz and Memphis Grizzlies, 
Uh, I picked the Jazz to win five. Robbie picked the Jazz to win four. Again, I'm like in my prediction. I, I I won't say it's an egregious pick by Robbie. I, I you know I don't think a lot of people expected them to win. Donovan Mitchell missing game one obviously was a big factor. Memphis has played really really tough during this during this series. They won game one in Utah, really stunning a lot of people. They lost game two by 12, but they were in that game for a lot of it. And then obviously at home against Utah in game three, they were in that game a lot. They ended up losing by 10. Uh, But I've been really impressed with John Morant, who's averaging like 33 plus in these three games. Game four is tonight in Memphis. And then game five will be on Wednesday in Utah. I am just, uh, I'm very impressed with Memphis. I'm a Cavs fan. I wish the Cavs rebuilt their team the way Memphis rebuilt theirs. Uh, That being said, I feel confident in my pick. I still think the Jazz will win in five. They're too good of a team overall. Once Donovan Mitchell stepped on the court, life became a lot more difficult for Memphis uh, while I don't think it's impossible that Memphis wins tonight and makes this a six-game series, I do think the Jazz uh, feel more pressure than they did before. I think they have a real good shot to win four in a row and win this series in five. Yeah, I got to agree with you there. Uh, it's, yeah, like you said, once Donovan Mitchell came back, it was, I mean, he was pissed about not even playing in game one. Like, that made a huge, huge, yeah. huge difference for Utah. Um, you talk about John Moran. He's he's been super impressive. I've been super impressed with Dylan Brooks. Not even just in the yeah. series, but like the playing tournament games that he had to play uh, against San Antonio Golden State. Like he's been phenomenal. And if they, I think if they want to have a chance, like we know John Moran's going to put up a lot of points. But if they can get they can get Dylan Brooks and Kyle Valanciunas or Jonas Valanciunas, excuse me, yeah, and Kyle yeah. Anderson to like step up yeah. and actually contribute. Like it's got to be more than just those two. I feel like I'm saying that about every single Oh, yeah. So I mean, far. both those guys, both those guys have had really big moments for them. I just think like Utah has been better yeah. for, for those last for the last two games. I don't think it, I, I think it's less of an indictment on Memphis and more of like, OK, look who you're playing. Like, I mean, like, so you said, I, like you guys talked about last week, like Memphis was the only team to make it in because of the playing tournament. It's like the fact that they're even yeah. they're even able to take game one. Like it's super, super impressive. It's not. Yeah, no slight on them. They're playing the number one ranked team in the West. Uh, in the league. They're the, the best record in, in the, the league. league. Yeah, they're the best team in the league statistically through the season. So I'm, I've been super impressed with Memphis, even though they knocked out the Spurs. I wasn't upset about that. I Yeah, they've been fun to watch, <laughs> man. Yeah, I'm, I, I think the future is bright. I think people will adjust their expectations next year for Memphis. I, I think it's safe to say that, People will be expecting the Grizzlies to be in the playoffs next year. Uh, obviously, the offseason, there's a whole lot that could change. But I think Memphis is really one of those teams that's showing that they're, they won't be the eighth seed for long. Like next year, they could have a home court advantage in the first round. So that, that is definitely something to keep in mind. Uh, but I do think Utah will, will end up winning this series. Uh, here's a series that's been a hell of a series to watch. The L.A. Clippers and the Dallas Mavericks. This series is tied at two. Robbie picked the Mavericks to win in six. I picked the Clippers to win in seven. Uh, so, you know, both of us, our predictions could still happen uh, with this series tied at two. The road team is undefeated in this series. 
The Mavericks won by 10 in game one in LA, and then they won by six in LA in game two. And then the series shifted to Dallas, and the Clippers won by 10. And then last night, the Clippers dominated. I mean, thoroughly dominated the Mavs. They won by 25. Game five will be on Wednesday. Uh, game six, I believe, will be on Friday. Uh, I mean, this series, you talk about like completely flipping the script. The Clippers lost the first. I, I, I'll say this. I don't know if there's any team that had more pressure to win in the playoffs and do well in the playoffs than the Clippers. Because the whole offseason, everyone was talking about their, their meltdown against the Nuggets, blowing a 3-1 lead. And now here they are. They lose the first two games against the Mavs at home, looking like they can't defend a high school player, right? And now their they're shooting improved. Their defense, like they locked down the Mavericks to 81 points. I know Luka Doncic wasn't clearly wasn't playing 100, percent but he wasn't really playing 100 percent earlier either. And I, I gotta say, the whole attitude on the Clippers' season changed. They are right back in this series. I still expect them to win this series now because I I I, I went from thinking they were gonna win this series to thinking they could get swept, and then now. They, they, they win me back with these last two games. That's playoff basketball. Yeah, honestly, I thought there was a very good chance that it could be either the Mavs sweeping them in four or winning in five. I, I, I did not see the Clippers picking up a second. They looked they looked bad, like you said. They, You know, Kawhi had been – I mean, Kawhi is Kawhi. Paul George has been playing decent as well. But Luka had been playing phenomenal. And, yeah, I don't, I don't know why it looked so – it looked like a completely different team that we saw these last two games. Last night especially, the fact that they were only able to put up 81 points blew my mind. It really frustrated me. Um, it, they look nothing know. like the team that, that dominated offensively in game two. Like The no. Clippers, I remember specifically game two, the final score was 127-121. Like, it was a shootout. The Clippers would have won that game had they just gotten like – two or three stops in a row and they weren't able to string together stops late. And now here they are and the Mavericks are barely able to get over 80 points. Like that's, 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 that's like an insane turnaround from just a couple of games. Like the, the, the everything that they needed to do, they, they did. And it's like everything that the Clippers do well is stuff that the Mavericks have trouble dealing with. On the other hand, the stuff that the Mavericks do well, the Clippers had trouble dealing with, but it was just like, again, it was completely different teams. The fact that the road team is undefeated, I think is also a nice little wrinkle in this series as well. I'm wondering if if the Clippers, it's like they need just they just need one game. And they were like, yep, we got this. And, and so now I think everyone's expecting the Clippers to win because they have all the momentum in the series. Doncic is still not 100%. They they can't they have no offense they have no coherent offense the Mavericks do uh, without him um, and and hey. and Kawhi Leonard Kawhi Leonard is just spitting straight fire like this is this is a problem for Dallas when Luca was off last night who stepped up it was Boban Marjanovic Boban Marjanovic <laughs> Boban that's his first those were his first minutes he played in this entire series like I don't yeah. know why anytime he steps in he typically plays well. Right, like last yeah. last year in the playoffs, that was like one of the big things. Is he was like one of the main guys outside of when Kristaps got hurt, right? 
like Boban stepped up and he was playing. I love Boban. I think he's a, he's a fun player to watch. But at this he point, the crowd and energy spark. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like he 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 adds something to whenever he jumps on the court. I don't know what it is, but he's he's entertaining. He's a, he's a fun guy to watch. But Luca last night, I think, uh, and we'll, we can kind of touch on this real quick. He was obviously like frustrated. Like that guy's been very emotional all season long. I think we could say I, maybe emotional is not the right word to say, but he's definitely had his emotions get the best of him. And it's cost him, like, I mean, he's he's one of the most teed-up guys in the entire league this year, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Like, he's... That sounds about right. <laughs> he's, he's, I mean, hopefully he doesn't let this carry over into the next series, or the next game in this series, because... I was going to say next series. They'd be, off. you know, they, they, they'd be lucky. They'd be lucky to get in the next <laughs> yeah, series at this point. Yeah, he's got to keep his cool, man. He's still young. How old is, how old is Luca? 22? We're, we're older than him. Yeah. AJ, you and me, we're, we are both older than Luka Doncic. That blows my mind. Right? He's 22 years old. And, yeah. and, and, and he is, like, far and away the best player on his team. Like, it's yeah. not like it's not like there's a number two that's, like, close to them. Like, it's just like he's far and away the best player on the team. His usage rate is sky high. And now here they are. Uh, the series is tied at two. So, it's you know, this this is not over. Yeah, like, we're not – Yeah, they're not – You shouldn't – Yeah. We shouldn't just say, "Oh, the Mavericks are in trouble." I mean, they are in trouble because they, the Clippers are coming now. But uh, I, look, it's it's still tied to now. It's a best of three series. They'll they'll still have an opportunity to go back home for Game Six, and uh, and we'll see where we go from there. But the Clippers have made all the right adjustments. Teron Lou gets a lot of hate, a lot of hate, but gotta give him gotta give him some credit here for for what he's been able to get his team to do. Uh, over these last two games. So that series is tied to another great series tied to. In fact, the Utah-Memphis series is the only series right now in the West that's not tied to. Classic Western Conference. Uh, the third seed, Denver Nuggets, and the sixth seed, Portland Trailblazers, tied to right now. Robbie picked the Blazers to win in six. I picked the Nuggets to win in seven. Either could still happen. Yeah. Um, this, is, this has been like the definition of a back and forth series, Portland and Denver, Portland won in Denver in game one. Nuggets respond in game two, really, really good close game in game three that Denver is able to win by five. And then Portland just utterly dominated them in game four. Now, uh, tomorrow we got game five in Denver and then, uh, and then game six, uh, we'll we'll be on Wednesday, I believe, or sorry, Thursday. Um, yeah, Thursday. This is uh, this has been so much fun to watch. I think this might might be my favorite series to watch. I really, really, really like both of these teams, and I hate that one of them has to lose in the first round. But hey, one of them will go to the second round. Uh, <laughs> and these two these two teams, uh, they they play each other. Uh, I believe two se- two postseasons ago in 2019, and that series went seven. And, and Portland and, and the second that one that was the second round series. Portland won in seven, I believe, and then they lost to the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals. There's like a lot of a lot of pushing and shoving, a lot of like spiciness there. The stars have been balling. Jokic and Lillard have both averaged over 30 a game. In these in this series, Lillard's also averaging like nine and a half assists a game, you know, eleven rebounds a game for Jokic in this series. 
I really believe this series will go the distance. And again, like I said, I picked the Nuggets to win seven. But I mean, AJ, like this is like these are two teams that when you look at the title picture, they're they aren't really mentioned as much, I think, as they should. Uh, and and I think uh, I think one of these teams has has a really good chance to shock some people uh, in the second round. Yeah, it could be either either or. In all honesty, I I have a hard time predicting this game, this this series. I really have no preference if I'm being honest. Like you said, like these are two fun teams to watch. They're not really, they're they're different from what we're typically getting in terms of like the teams that are that should be in the Western Conference uh, Finals. I think I don't know. I really don't know. I think it's been interesting so far that that Nikola Jokic has gone pretty much shot for shot with Damian Lillard. Like they both dropped 34 in the first game. Uh, that should be yeah. Yeah, 42 to 30. I mean Nikola Jokic has been super impressive, but outside of him, man, like that team has been very very they they definitely missed jamal murray um well yeah 100 percent. they they did get like they got a lot of Jokic got a lot of help in game three like austin rivers was nailing threes austin like it was rivers, nothing yeah. and he was like out of the league for a stretch this season like the knicks cut him signed by denver and he hit like three threes in the fourth quarter of their game three win that was huge uh, also in game four on Portland's end, I think Damian Lillard made one shot from the floor and they won by 20 and which like Norman Powell went off. CJ McCollum had a great game. Like it, as great as these two stars have been, there have been some really important other pieces that have stepped up other players that have shown out. I mean, again, Austin rivers at, at 21 points, I believe in, in game three. Yeah. Like, but like thing like there 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 have been big performances uh, throughout, not just the stars. Here's the difference though. Like on Portland's side, that that um, that help from outside of Damian Lillard has been much more consistent. Like they, like CJ McCollum's gonna put up points regardless, right? Norman Powell, he's shown that he can put up a lot of points as well. Even Carmelo coming off the bench. When it comes to Denver, like it's not consistent. Like Austin Rivers put up yeah he put up 21 and then he followed it up with an eight point game. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, Aaron Gordon has been so, to me, I don't know if you feel this way, but he's been so frustrating, so disappointing since getting traded to Denver. I had. Oh, really I don't feel that way at all. I had such high hopes for him, and he, I don't, I mean, I know he's not the guy anymore like he was in Orlando, but I mean. I, well, mean, I, don't, I don't even know if he was the guy in Orlando. but He was playing like the guy. They didn't have much else down there. I think Nikola Vucevic was the guy oh, there, but yeah. I, I, digre- I digress. I think Gordon's been terrific defensively. I think they had a lot of success when he got switched on to Lillard. I think that's where he's made a lot of his impact. He, I think, has fit really well next to Jokic. He covers up a lot of Jokic's deficiencies on defense. Um, I, I do think he could be a little bit better offensively consistently in this series. I think that would be big. But I like him. I like Michael Porter Jr. a lot. And I think they've gotten just enough from the others on their team. I like the toughness that Paul Millsap brings. Like, they have guys who, you know, they might not be able to do what they do for, like, three, four games. But, like, a game or two here and there, like what Rivers did in game three, that's all they really need. Because Nikola Jokic is just... He's built different, man. He's yeah, built he's, different. The, he's the MVP the biggest, this year. 
for sure. The biggest, the biggest stat for me is that he's only averaging Nikola Jokic three assists a game in this series. Like he was averaging um, like what eight nine assists a game in the regular season. Uh, like yeah. that, that's that's the only that's the only thing that's like concerning to me. But even that, it's like. He's set up guys for good looks. They haven't necessarily hit them all. I think if and when those looks go down, that's that's when Portland's in trouble. Yeah, maybe I'm basing too much off of Game Four, but even even Michael the Game Porter, Four was bad for Denver. Even Michael Porter would really have been bad. a little like iffy on. But you know, it's I think Nikola Jokic covers up a lot, definitely. And when he's off, when he only put up 16 points and like you said, one one assist, that yeah, the rest of the team's gonna look bad. Um, at least statistically. So we'll see. This game, I, I I really don't know. I don't have a prediction for you. I, if I have to pick, I'd say probably Portland, just because they have a little bit more consistency on the offensive side of things. But we'll we'll see. It'll be a good series. Yeah, I, I hope it goes seven. Uh, and then finally, the Phoenix Suns and the Los Angeles Lakers. This series is now tied at two. Phoenix, they, uh, they beat a Lakers team that just looked way out of sorts in game one. And then games two and three, the, the Lakers came and took the series lead. Uh, they won in Phoenix in game two. They won in game three at home. Anthony Davis in particular was was terrific. And then uh, the, the Suns yesterday tying the series. They win in L.A. They get home court advantage back. Anthony Davis getting hurt. He's day-to-day. We'll see how that affects the rest of the series. I was the only one to say that the Lakers were going to win this series. Uh, Robbie and Sean Stewart, who we have, who we had on last week, they both said the Suns were going to win. Robbie said that the Suns were going to win in five. Um, obviously, like they made that prediction after at that point, Phoenix was winning one nothing, and they had just won game one, ninety nine ninety. And so I think that may have. I'll, I'll give I'll give Robbie a little bit of a pass here because I think it was a little bit influenced by right game now. one. Yeah, but I was like, okay, it's definitely not going to be in a five-game series. This series is at least going to six now. I picked the Lakers to win in seven. That could still happen. Game five of the series is back in Phoenix tomorrow. Anthony Davis's injury, obviously, is the big, big uh, emphasis of this series. Uh, DeAndre Ayton looked absolutely terrific in game four. He's Played well during this series overall. He's had some moments where he could have been, I think, a little bit more aggressive. But he's played really well. Devin Booker, obviously, is giving you 25 a night in this series. Chris Paul, though, I mean, we're, we're, as he goes, the Suns go. He, you know, he was injured. He clearly wasn't 100% in Game 3. Uh, game 4, he showed up in a big way. Uh, 18 points, nine assists, no turnovers, I believe. That was like... That was really big. Uh, Monty Williams, the head coach for Phoenix, wanted to sit him out. He said, "Hell no." This is a this is a series that I think has, is is going to go the distance. Uh, this is a this is a series that is going to um, be defined, I think, by the injuries with Chris Paul being hurt for a game, Anthony Davis missing a large chunk of Game Four. Now, uh, now we're going to see. We're going to see. Uh, what what this what these guys are made of? LeBron James, uh, he's he's averaging just under twenty two points a game. I think if the Lakers are going to win this series, he's got to up that a little bit more. But like I said last week, 
I'm not one to bet against LeBron James, especially not in the first round of the playoffs. And I don't, I don't plan on doing that right now. I still think I'm going to stick with my pick and I'm going to say Lakers in seven. Yeah, I think I agree with you. This game, this series will definitely go the distance. I'm, I'm battling back and forth too, though. Like you said, this, it will legitimately be like, which team can like stay, get the healthiest by the end of the series. Um, Chris Paul is definitely looking better from game two and game three, but yeah, Anthony much Davis, better. Anthony Davis, if he's if he has to miss like a significant amount of time, or if he even misses a game or two, like who steps up in his place? Not they, not much. They, the bigs for Los Angeles have not like inspired as much as I honestly thought they would have this season. I'll say I'll say this, uh, Marcus Saul. I think had a really nice game four. Yeah, uh, I think overall, I think overall he's had a, a lot to be des- left to be desired. But he hit some big threes. He made some important plays defensively that didn't show up on the stat sheet. He just altered some shots. I think blocks, they need too. to increase his minutes. Yeah, he. I, I think he played well. They need more of that from him. I think Andre Drummond just he just kept getting cooked by Aiton down low. I mean, it was just like a mismatch. Uh, when on on paper, it shouldn't be, but there's the Andre Drummond experience for you. I think uh, he, he is a really good rebounding presence still, but like he didn't play at all in the fourth quarter, and that's not an accident. I don't also don't know why Montrezl Harrell did not play in games two or three of this series and then only play in game four in the fourth quarter. I think like a lot of the Lakers like role players. I don't. I don't really know what's going on with them. Um, but lo- I, again, like LeBron James is where this will start and finish. Like he he needs to score more. He needs to put his head down and get to the basket more. I know he hasn't been hitting his foul shots, but he he's got to keep going to the line. That's how the Lakers will win this series. And if he doesn't, the defending champs are going to go home. Yeah, it's interesting that, you, like you said, the bench players have not really done much. Like Montrezl Harrell, um, he's the one in particular. Yeah, four minutes. I don't know what that was about. Like he, I was excited when they got him because, I mean, he was a sixth man of the year. Like I thought that he would be a huge boost to this team that just won the just won the NBA championship. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, he's obviously pissed too. He just he tweeted out last night after the game. Can't read it out because there's some bad words there. But uh, he's obviously pissed about being benched too. Like I have no idea why he's not playing more, especially, yeah. especially with how they're not, they're not getting anything else from that from that position. You know what I mean? From those from that spot in the court. Yeah. So I don't know. This series. Yeah. Though, I, I, I what's your prediction? What was yours? I said Lakers in seven. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is. It is. At this point, it's a little redundant, but it is hard to bet against LeBron. In all honesty. That's, that's that's the only thing. If it was like a different star, like if it was James Harden leading the Lakers, or if it was Kevin Durant, or even if it was Kawhi Leonard, like it's LeBron James. That's that's why. That's the only reason why. And that's why I didn't go along with Sean and Robbie last week and pick the Suns after they won game one. But the, I mean, they they could be in trouble. The Lakers could be in trouble. Game five is going to be must-see TV, as is every game in this series has been. Uh, and then I believe game six will uh, will be on Thursday back in Los Angeles. 
So, I mean, I, I, if I had to like make a prediction game by game, I say Suns win game five. I say Lakers then win game six. And then game seven, anything could happen, but I, I go Lakers in seven. So, the, hey, the Western Conference is just showing its superiority just in their playoff series. Especially if Memphis wins tonight, every one of the series in the Western Conference will be tied at two. So that just shows you how the difference, how how damn good the Western Conference is. Yeah, it shows you. The I mean, the, for sure. The East already has one sweep. The Sixers win tonight; that's a sweep. <laughs> and then, if and Atlanta and Brooklyn are a game away from making those series a five-game series, like a gentleman sweep. <laughs> so I, the, yeah. the Eastern Conference hasn't been the better conference since Michael Jordan. Like it's it's been basically since oh, wow. then it's been the entire Western Conference like that they've they've been the better conference. Yeah, and it doesn't matter who's at who's at the top of the West either. Like it was at the time where it was just, I mean, even goes back like the Spurs and and the Warriors, right? It was bouncing back and forth. Like the Warriors were, gosh, how many years in a row did the Warriors play the Cavs in the finals? They played the Cavs in the finals four years in a row. They went to the finals five years in a row. <laughs> But that's that's what's awesome. Like we have Utah and Phoenix up up at the top now. Like that's, you know what I mean. Yeah. Regardless of who it is, yeah, some new blood. Exactly. Exactly. So, it's been fun so far. It's been awesome. We'll see what happens. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, like like I said, it's like my favorite television show is on every night. It's 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 amazing. Um, AJ Alona, you know your balls, and I'm happy you you joined me to to talk some NBA hoops. Uh. Make sure to check out TeleBQ. Big shout to TeleBQ. Uh, download the TeleBQ app uh, where you can check out this podcast and a bunch of others. Follow Latinique on all of our socials. You know the works. Uh, Latinique.news. Check us all out. Um, some closing thoughts for the people, AJ? Well, I, I don't have a joke for you. I'll say that. I believe that's a Robbie. He's going to have to bring Love it to back, it. man. Um, no, I, I I mean, we'll see. Like I, I've said it all. I, I these, these series have been super hard to predict, super up and back and forth they've been it's been some good basketball to watch but i i will say that i can't wait until we get back to some some football stuff i'm itching for some football news yes i'm i'm ready i'm this is the longest off season ever uh <laughs> glad we got a little bit of football in there uh this has been all your balls see you next time have a good one